0: On today's podcast, we interview Anne Maltese, Director of People Insights at Quantum Workplace. Quantum Workplace provides the data and insights to the best places to work, the contest that honors superior organizations where voices are heard, cultures are thriving, and employees are engaged. On the podcast, Anne shares a recent survey on 1.2 million employees contrasting engagement scores from Q2 2019 With Q2 2020, you will be surprised by the results. The outcomes give us a great insight into how employees will forever choose their employers, what employees' expectations will be for experiencing a higher level of care, transparency, and clarity. Finally, Ann shares a great experience at Quantum Workplace where their CEO figured out how to have a socially distant barbecue for all of its employees.
1: This is Ginny Bianco Mathis with my colleague Mitch Simon from Team Anywhere. And we are excited today to have Anne Maltese from Quantum. And I'm sure many of you out there are familiar with Quantum in one way or another, uh, either through their marvelous presence on LinkedIn, through their many surveys and studies, and you may have even um, submitted to be uh, one of the top companies to work for, which is exactly what quantum is all about. Welcome, Anne. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So why don't we just kick off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, what's quantum doing uh, during these times?
2: Yeah, I'll start first with Quantum Workplace. Um, so we are a software company that provides employee engagement and performance solutions. And ultimately, we're trying to help employees, teams, and businesses grow and succeed. Um, so I have the pleasure of leading our insights team at Quantum Workplace, and that's our subject matter experts and our researcher. Um, and we're really focused on helping organizations succeed. Um, we work directly with customers, but we also work hard to really scale our advice. So that way it lives inside of our product, it lives inside of our content and our resources. So we have been helping organizations for um, close to two decades. And of course, most recently, really helping organizations navigate through the pandemic.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So given that, um, what kind of survey efforts as is, is Quantum specifically been involved in over the past six months? What kind of requests are you getting from yeah. organizations?
2: We've seen pulse surveys really explode during this time. They have been common, I would say, in the past several years. Organizations have really tried to figure out how pulse surveys fit inside of their employee listening approach. But really with COVID um, hitting the United States hard beginning in March, we saw organizations really lean into them. So short surveys at the very beginning of the pandemic, we were seeing work from home readiness surveys go out where organizations were wanting to know if employees had the materials and the equipment they needed to be successful at home, or really what did working from home look like? What barriers were in place or what challenges were employees having, that organization could could try to solve quickly. And we also saw um, pulse surveys going to essential employees as well, really trying to make sure that they felt supported. And if they had any suggestions around better safety protocols, those could be put in place. And those have really continued. Um, Organizations have been wanting to check in and see how employees are doing. But during this time, we also saw The annual engagement survey really continue to have a place. A lot of organizations still using that as kind of that bigger listening mechanism to understand what's going well and maybe challenges that are uh, exist inside of the workplace right now.
1: Excellent. Now, Anne, educate me. You get the data. You, um, if it's a special request, you give it back to the organization. What's the norm? uh, Best case scenario. What do they
2: do with that data? Yeah, I think that it's a great question. I think that these Pulse surveys and engagement surveys have really kind of shifted the mindset of a lot of leaders. Before, an employee survey sometimes felt like you were getting scores. It almost felt like you were getting a grade, and there was more of a reflection on the past. And now, I think more and more leaders have the mindset that employee surveys really provide you with feedback that you need to help. Um, navigate you forward. And so I think that's why we're seeing such a reliance on listening to employees, and especially through surveys right now is because it's giving us critical insight into how we can continue to navigate forward as a business.
1: Right, right. Um, One more question in that vein. What is your belief? What's Quantum's belief, if any, maybe you just leave this totally up to the organization of sharing that feedback? with the
2: organization. Absolutely. I think that's critical. Um, Listening is just one side of the um, communication process. And so we need to share back what we're hearing, both the good and the bad. um, So that way, employees really feel like they were heard. And This can be empowering managers with their team's feedback so they know how to take kind of specialized action because their team's feedback might look different from another team's. But I think in general, employees um, are kind of owed a little sense of what was shared in their surveys.
1: Right. I always found that hilarious. Well, we can't show them the data. Hey, they're the ones who filled it out.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Their feedback exists whether we measure it or not. And so because we took the time to measure it, I think it's really critical that we report back, not just what we heard, but also the action that we can be taking, uh, whether that's leader action, manager action, or everybody in the organization that feels part of this process.
1: Totally. Totally. Well, let's get into it a little bit. I'm sure you're finding a lot of trends uh, these days. What kind of takeaways uh, can you share with us that could influence leaders and practitioners who are listening about moving their cultures
2: um, at this point in time with remote work? Yeah, I'd say there's two big trends uh, we're sharing. There's a lot of trends, but I'll, I'll narrow it down to two. First, um, we are also the survey behind the best places to work contests throughout the country. And so earlier this year in the May timeframe, we studied about 1.2 million employee responses. Mm-hmm. And this was all from over 14,500 organizations where we were putting a lot of attention on what things looked like from March to May of 2020 compared to the prior year but also some of the trends that we were seeing prior to that as well. And really we've seen engagement always be pretty stable, Uh, maybe some ticks up and some tick downs over time, but in general, stable year to year. But since the um, restrictions that were put in place in the pandemic, so people working from home and things of that nature, we actually saw employee engagement spike. And this was um, surprising for a lot of people, and some people might dismiss this as a pandemic effect. Are our employees really just appreciative that they have a job right now? Are right. we just thankful for our paychecks? But when we really look at the specific survey items that most um, are increasing most on favorability, we're seeing things like effective communication, we're seeing things like trust in leaders, Mm. The organization and the culture caring about my well being. And so I think those allow us to not just call this a pandemic effect, but in fact, a lot of the efforts that organizations and the leaders are having to make during the pandemic are effectively impacting employee yes. engagement. And so it's been interesting, even as we read employee comments, when we look at topics like communication coming from leaders, it's almost like finally. I've been waiting to hear from you and you've really had to step up your game to connect with me during the pandemic, but this is the type of communication that is effective. And so I think there's a lot of lessons learned for organizations right now where we might be doing things specific to the pandemic that could be carried over post-pandemic and really be impactful for employee engagement. So I think that's the first trend. Um, The second, I would say, like it or not, a lot of employees are liking working from home. And I think that's something that organizations are going to have to address and figure out what it looks like for them moving forward. That doesn't necessarily mean that people never come into the office. They just may want more flexibility and when they do. Um, And so right now, employees are working from home during a pandemic. So I think any of the challenges that we're facing, we have to kind of keep that lens in mind. This isn't normal working from home, but there's enough of the benefit that employees are seeing, whether it's flexibility, whether it's the ability to just kind of be heads down and focus that employees really seem to appreciate. And so, again, I think that that's going to be a future trend that a lot of organizations are going to have to think through.
1: That's fabulous. That's right. What is it? What does it mean now? The pandemic is over, but now we're all still working out here. That is a lovely uh, point that I hadn't really concentrated on.
0: And well, we go ahead. To, yes, Mitch. I wanted to, maybe without jumping. I'm just wondering. Uh, so uh, the the um, the clients that you have who are who are looking at the data are they sitting with the data and just saying, "Oh wow." Or are they sitting with the data and saying, oh my gosh, we're, we're going to need to plan differently for the future given this data versus like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. And you know, when everybody comes back to work, then um, everything will just be better because we'll just be better communicators.
2: Yeah, probably a mixture of both, um, depending on kind of who the leader is. And so many organizations invest in their culture. And so I think it's giving some leaders pause to say, how do I protect that culture and keep it alive when we're remote? But they're willing to think through that. Um, but we also have other organizations that we partner with that we're already planning maybe a more robust work from home Um, plan in their organization. And so this is kind of accelerating that. And again, they're really thinking about this time as, okay, let's lessons learn here. Let's figure out what's working, what's not working yet. Um, But I think uh, organizations that really want to go back to the way that things were, I would anticipate might face more turnover just because We need to acknowledge what's going on right now. We need to acknowledge how people are feeling and what they're running. And while the labor market may not allow a lot of flexibility and where people can work by that, I mean, it may be difficult to get a job right now, but when things shift, I think employees are really going to be looking for as humans, where's the best fit for them to really balance what they want as humans, as well as a workplace where they can really contribute and thrive, but in their own way.
1: Oh wow, that is cool! Absolutely, we're getting uh, the workers are getting educated too Mm -hmm. during this process. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my interest was really piqued uh, when I saw a series of articles coming out through Quantum on the link between engagement and performance. And again, though that link was is being highlighted because of the pandemic. Could you speak to that a little bit please?
2: Yeah. So Quantum Workplace partnered with Harvard Business Review analytics services and did a lot of this great research that you're you're mentioning and it basically confirmed what a lot of us who are maybe those engagement believers knew for a long time and that essentially employees who are highly engaged are stronger performers and they're more productive. So there is that intrinsic link between employee engagement and employee performance. Um, But as we did more of this research, we also found that a lot of organizations currently kind of treat those as two different silos or almost two different vacuums. And so really, this research is highlighting the fact that these are Intrinsically combined, you really should be thinking about your employee engagement efforts and how that you're and how you're going to impact employee performance, but also how you're going to approach your employee performance management um, system to impact employee engagement. And I think that's really important right now during the pandemic because we all need business success, right? Um, every organization—I shouldn't say every organization. There's a lot of organizations that are challenged right now in a way that they never have been before. And so we need employees to be as productive and as you know high performing as possible. And the means to that is at least partially through employee engagement. And then if we want engaged employees who are really delighting our customers, being innovative, giving us their best ideas, going above and beyond, we really need to be designing performance management approaches that allow for that.
1: Which then, of course, leads me to a logical next question, which I thought was the most fascinating findings of the study, is what are those linkages? Like people say, we measure employee engagement. You know, what is that on a scale from one to six? You all are going deeper and looking at what are the uh, emerging factors that say, if you are high on these four or five things... That usually means high engagement.
2: Yeah. So we really believe that measuring employee engagement is more than just happiness. It's more than just satisfaction. And it's more than the ENPS. I know a lot of organizations use an NPS question to measure customer satisfaction, but that's not a robust enough measure for employee engagement. And so if we're asking things like whether employees have clear goals and accountabilities, whether they're getting feedback from their manager regularly, whether there's a focus on their development, some of the fundamentals in that employee engagement survey, um, as well as other things that we might capture. We are really trying to make sure that they feel engaged with their work They feel engaged with their team and that they feel engaged with their organization. Kind of all three of those, uh, we oftentimes describe it as three um, legs of a stool. And we want all three of those to be strong and steady in order for uh, us to really describe employees as being highly engaged. And it's those factors, those things that are part of their day-to-day experience, like having clear goals, like having a manager that's really positioned as a coach, and having a team that they can count on, those types of things that really influence their engagement.
0: And so you said the three things are engaged in their work, in their organization, and what was the third?
2: Team, yes. And their team. Yep. So the team that you are part of, do you really feel like your peers are committed to the organization's success? Do you really feel like you're kind of all in it together? Um, And the concept of Teams is probably changing for some organizations. Even prior to the pandemic, we uh, see a lot of fluid teams these days, a lot of teams that might be temporary. And right now, of course, with so many people still working from home, those teams are just physically separated or team members rather. Um, But we know that that's still important to employee engagement, regardless of whether it's a traditional definition of a team or not.
0: And in in your research... um... Are you finding that you're finding higher levels of engagement on all three levels of, of team, work, and organization?
2: Correct. Correct. So we are seeing, um, I believe the stat is 73% of those organizations. Um, when I mentioned us studying over 14,000 organizations, 73% are seeing overall higher engagement, um, both through, or not both, but rather through organization, team, and work engagement.
0: So this is, Anne, this is blowing my mind right now. Yeah? Because, and, and I guess, Ginny, you saw this already, but what you're, what, what it's basically saying is that if you really want to engage your workers at work, don't bring them to work. It's, it's just really, it goes against everything that, that we've thought about. So tell me more about that, Anne.
2: Well... Uh, I think it's more so how we're engaging them right now that we can learn from in the future. And so it's not the fact that people are simply at home, but it's the fact that we are really going to new lengths to try to make them feel connected to their organization. And that leaders are really having to try new tactics to really show that they care about their employees. They're trying to be transparent with the business and really inspire employees Managers are having to do different things to make sure that they feel like they know what each of their team members is going through right now. I know personally, I have team members that have kids at home that are doing remote learning, and they're literally dropping off from an executive presentation and trying to get their little ones on their next Zoom class. And so really understanding what our our people's lives look like right now. So I think those efforts are what are making employee engagement increase right now. Um, Probably not so much just where we're working, but the efforts that are going into making work from home a success.
1: Oh, gosh. It's almost like taking um, uh, Mitch's question and your answer, concentrate on those three legs and do them more mindfully. Like, now I'm going to have an interaction with my team and I'm going to clarify Hey, remember, this is the goal. And then, or I'm going to clarify. Now, how are we working together? What tool are we using? Everyone feeling they're getting, whereas before those things were just assumed because you're right down
2: the hall. Yeah, it's been interesting. Even with my own team um, that I lead, just trying to make sure everyone has crystal clear clarity on what's most important. And even breaking it down week to week because things might change. I think when we were first working from home and first helping organizations, I think a lot of people looked to us and said, what's the playbook here? We didn't have the playbook, we were trying to write the playbook. Um, And so what our priorities were then have really shifted over time. So kind of breaking down those priorities more on a week by week basis. The other thing I've noticed from my team, and it's been interesting, we meet at least once per week in a Zoom video call. So we get to see each other's faces. But we were really just kind of diving into a meeting agenda, going through all of our priorities. And I kept hearing in my one-on-ones from each of my team members, I just really miss my team. I miss our team a lot. And it was so interesting because I realized that we weren't allowing enough time just for conversation. And I know that might sound trivial to some people that are really hyper-focused on productivity and what that means. But... I think we have to remember that we used to all work together and um, you were able to look to your left or look to your right, depending on what your office setup was and just catch up with people. And we need to be allowing time for that right now so that people really feel like I'm part of a team of people. And hopefully I enjoy working with them (laughs) and I care about them. And it's not just all business right now. And I think if we don't allow enough time for just team conversation and checking in with one another as people, we're really doing a disservice to our employees and in turn, how that impacts their engagement and their performance.
1: Nice. Thank, thanks for your own story. That, that That's beautiful. So given all of this, um, and you mentioned a few here and there already, what do you see going forward? What do you think the data is going to show? What kind of trends might we You know, are you suspecting even?
2: Yeah, a few trends. I think a lot of organizations have already realized this. And I realize that I'm coming from an employee engagement and performance software provider. But I think digital performance management is the way moving forward. And that doesn't mean that we're not having conversations with people, it doesn't mean that there's not a personal connection, but it means that goals are online and that we can connect our goals, kind of align them to the business goals. So that way there's complete transparency. As an employee, I can see what my most important priorities are. And as a manager, I can see what progress my team members or my team in my organization are making. I'm not having to kind of micromanage how work is getting done. I'm just able to see the progress that's being made. And again, that type of digital performance management can also allow other tools to make for more effective one-on-ones, recognition, feedback, all of those things that we still need to take place. We just have digital tools to better support them. So we've really seen our own customers that have adopted digital performance quite frankly, fare a little bit better through all of this than those that were scrambling to try to figure out what employees were working on. Um, I always make the joke that you know there's maybe some mistrust to say, are they really just watching Tiger King? That was early in the pandemic. I know that the, the Netflix uh, trends have changed since then, um, but really having that, that line of sight um, is important. Another trend is that we've heard a lot of organizations already rethinking what their office space is going to look like. Maybe allowing the office to be designed more in a way where you go there for collaboration. And if you're wanting that heads down work time, if you're wanting that focus time, go ahead and stay home. And so I think when we um, Here, leaders think about their real estate costs and what that means for the business, that office might still be valuable. It might just serve a different purpose moving forward. And then I think the final two things kind of go hand in hand. If we can truly hire from anywhere because we are supporting remote work, that means that we can have hopefully a more diverse workforce. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have us um, hire within maybe our market. So a lot of organizations that have potentially been challenged previously to hire more diversity could do that, but that's the diversity side of the coin. The other side is inclusion. And so we're also hearing some organizations really rethink their onboarding process, their performance management process, even what culture looks like. So we can think about inclusion, even if inclusion is virtual, which I think makes it a little bit um, more challenging. You have to be much more intentional with that.
0: We'd like to take this brief interruption to thank our sponsors and then get back to our program. We'd like to thank Marymount University, Arlington, Virginia, School of Business and Technology, innovative solutions upskilling for the what's next economy at Marymount.com edu oyster organizational development dedicated to higher performance business success and leveraging teams at oyster and we jungo a strategic people process consulting firm at we j-o-n-g-o.com and the other employers that are not the best places to work
2: kind of the gap is the gap getting wider yeah. <laughs> is that the question, um, question. yeah you know it, it's a it's a good question. What we know is who we partner with and who we have the ability to quote measure. Um, and I would certainly say that we are seeing engagement increase in the organizations that we're partnering with. That may not be the case for every organization. I would say the difference that I would suspect are those that are what I call really talent minded, the ones that really know that the recipe for business success is at least a lot in their employees. It may depend on your product. It may depend on how you advertise a product or a service, but your employees are a key to that success. And those that really invest in their employees, whether it's their performance, their engagement, making them feel like they're a valued part of their culture, those definitely seem to be um, succeeding right now. And um, while I can't necessarily speak to those that aren't focused there, I would su- suspect that that gap is widening.
1: Fabulous. Well, Anne, your questions, your answers to our questions have been phenomenal. I'm Mitch, a- any final words?
0: I just want to talk to Anne all day, actually.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems like, you know, our podcast is really devoted to a lot of the research that you guys are finding. And, um, and so I want to have her back on the pod, Jenny, Totally, I have her back yeah. on the
2: podcast
0: as, yes. as she follows these, these trends.
2: This is fun. This is uh super fun. I, I think I joked to Ginny when we were first chatting that I feel like uh, my two dogs that are usually at my feet under the desk, they could also do this podcast if they knew how to talk because they get to hear me talk to organizations all day long. So I love, love, love talking about this. And I think it's so important um, to help leaders. And again, we're going through something that we really haven't gone through before. And this podcast gives me a uh, venue, other than just chatting with my husband at the end of the day, so I'm sure he appreciates it too. Great, so
0: and I do want to ask you a personal question, which is, for you personally, and you being at the center of of the expertise around this, what is your company doing for you that is having you feel more engaged
2: with the work that you're doing? Ah, I love that. Uh, do we practice what we preach? Um, and and uh, I'm, I'm Pleased to say that Quantum Workplace really does. Um, Beginning at the start of the pandemic, our CEO Greg um, used Slack. So we use Slack internally for messaging. He was actually posting a daily message at the end of the day. And sometimes it was about our business, sometimes it was about the COVID numbers, where we have employees. And sometimes you could tell maybe he was reaching a little bit. He might not have had a new thing to share, but he would tell us about his family. He would tell us about his son who was graduating from high school and what, was that, what that was like, um, not having school at the end of the year and really allowing us to empathize with one another and really being authentic. And so he continued that for months and months and months. And it was wildly popular uh, for our employees. Um, So I think really just having that connection was a critical piece. And he was also using that to make sure that we were aligned on the things that were most important to Quantum Workplace at that time. I think also, I mentioned this, I'm doing it with my own team, and I know other teams inside of Quantum are doing this, really just making sure that our one-on-ones aren't just focused on performance. That's important. I know we already talked about that earlier in the podcast, but really making sure we're taking the time to check in with our people and really just making sure that we understand what their day-to-day looks like and how we can be helping them through this time. But I will say um, Quantum Workplace is known for being quirky. We kind of take pride in that. And so we've also tried to do some fun things throughout as well. So around Memorial Day, we actually had a Socially distanced drive through cookout <laughs> where um, our CEO grilled, I don't know, tons and tons of hot dogs. And basically, the drive through window was open from like 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And so we all had an opportunity to drive through, masks on, socially distanced, kind of pick up a meal, take it home, take pictures of you, kind of eating your hot dog. So little things like that, I think actually really make a huge difference. And so that was. One of my highlights of the year so far, just because um, just because we're all in a little bit of a different environment, doesn't mean that we stop being who we are, kind of as a culture and as a company.
0: Okay, I've got one more question. <laughs> um, one more.
2: Sure, go for it.
0: All three of us are are having this conversation because we we believe so much in the the meaning, the significance, and the power that a great workplace will have on, on you as an individual and how that influence will impact your family and the community and the world. What are you most hopeful for after having seen and shared and really dug into this data that people are more engaged at this point? What are you most hopeful for, for work moving forward?
2: Yeah, great question. Uh, Short term, I think when there's so much uncertainty around us and whether we're talking about the pandemic or politics, or kind of the state of our country, work can be one place that you can turn to where there is some certainty. And there is hopefully some good leadership. And there is um, just kind of that motivation in that team dynamics uh, with your team that you really feel like you enjoy being part of. So if you are not certain about anything else in your life, you can be certain that work can be a great place for you. So I think that's short term, also long term. I think long-term it is, I have hope that we can really thrive as humans. Um, The other topic we touched on today, but didn't dive into a lot is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's another huge topic that organizations are are thinking through right now. And rightfully so, and if anything about time, Um, we're all unique human beings. We all have something different to offer whether it is our demographics or just who we are as people. And I think workplaces really getting to know their people and trying to create environments where you can bring your total self to work and you can really thrive and be a top performer and feel like you can belong. And so I think, again, this notion that, oh gosh, we are all humans and we need to take care of each other, that, that pivot that we had to do in March and send everybody home to be safe actually has a lot of long-term implications when we really continue to remember that our people are humans and we want them to be successful. And the more successful they are, the more successful our businesses can be too. Wow. What a
1: note to end on. That is fabulous, Anne.
2: Thank you. We are definitely going to have you again. That would be fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Anne.
1: And that wraps up this episode of Team Anywhere.